The Safe TV Channel proudly presents a program dedicated to exalting our Creator with one of the greatest gifts He's given to us. This is Purely Music. Welcome to another edition of Purely Music. Boy, do I have a wonderful program for you today. The Wedgwood are my special guest, and uh, uh, I'm just going to let them tell you about their uh, particular ministry they have all over the nation. And uh, let's begin here. What do we got here? My name is Dick Walker. I play the violin and fiddle, and um, my undergraduate degree is in psychology, master's degree in violin performance. Well, we're going to love these. And uh, another doctor, I believe, here. Well, my name is Bob Summerhour. And uh, I'm a, a banjo picker, and I play the guitar and sing, and uh, I work, though, most of the time as a psychiatrist. Okay, and uh, isn't the, your partner here now a psychiatrist? Or I'm, I'm uh, Jerry, Jerry Hoyle, and um, I'm a psychologist, actually. Okay. But uh, in the group, I play string bass, uh, harmonica, and um, vocals. Well, we have a whole bunch of psychologists, psychologists, and so who do we have here, then? Um, I'm Don Vollmer, and uh, I'm a patient. <laughs> I, uh, this cutting-edge therapy, music therapy. And, Are you uh, feeling better? I'm feeling a lot yeah, better, a lot it's better. Time. Especially getting to be on television. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, the fact of the matter is I'm a pastor. Okay. Uh, and, uh, now you can, and, I, and I play the guitar, I, play okay. the double bass, and, right. of course, sing. And you sing. Now, of course, you all here came uh, uh, to our area, which is... Uh, what a blessing to have close to us the Springtown uh, Church, better known in our friendly, friendly terms as the Cowboy Church. How did you like that last night? Oh, it was fantastic. Great. Yeah, we had a great time. Great spirit there, uh, lots of energy, very warm church. Yeah, we just really, uh, in fact, a lot of the times people that come maybe to do a special program for them, we bring them to the Purely Music Show and, and the other way around. Like in this case, you guys uh, primarily came for the show and then they heard about it, and we, they said, we have to have these guys with us, you know. Now, uh, Don, tell us a little bit about your uh, background. Uh, the Wedgwood was, was for many years known as the Wedgwood Trio. Yeah. So tell us about Well, I, I know people will hard to find it hard to believe that we're actually this old, but we did uh, get together as students at Newbold College in 1964-65 school year, and we sang in England and Europe for a year and then came back together as students to Southern Adventist University, uh, sang there for two more years and then uh, the original group just stayed together for two more years in Southern California, continued performing and uh, then I left the group and uh, Gary Evans took my place and Bob and Jerry continued for another five years with um, with Gary Evans. Do you remember how the baby boomer thing was happening in California oh, yeah. late, oh. in late 60s? We, oh. were, we were part of that uh, with Christian music, uh, the Jesus movement. Uh, yeah. I guess it weren't baby boomers yet. It was a Jesus movement, right? Right. right. And so Christian radio and television didn't exist yet. Yeah, that, it, well, you guys were way ahead of your time. And uh, so, um, and I heard the music, so you guys are great. Hey, let us all listen to Wedgwood and uh, I'll see how you like the music, and I'm sure you're going to love it. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take Him at His word. 
Welcome back. How did you like that? I just uh, really enjoy your music. It's just really uh, a blessing. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, the type of music that you play now in, in uh, 1960-some and through the 70s, um, was that the type of music that you did in churches? I mean, nobody was doing that. I don't, I don't believe inside sanctuaries and churches was more of a campsite type of, of, of music. Anyone I want to take that? Well, that's actually where we did get our, our early, early beginnings was at a summer camp okay. in the mountains of North Georgia. Bob and I worked there, and uh, we'd do these kinds of songs with kids around a campfire. And uh, 
it was from there that we decided, you know, why couldn't this be a part of a, of a, a kid's worship experience all year long instead of just two weeks or something out of a summer? Yeah, and, and in the early 60s, folk music was very popular. That was uh, the kind of music Peter we were Paul listening to. Yeah, and, yeah, and right. Kings and Trio and all that. So, And we'd also done a lot of harmonizing in quartets, which was the typical... Adventist youth type singing thing. So well, we put any that Christian really because it wasn't only from the from the one church that you belong to, but any other oh, Christian faith. Yeah. Yeah. So kids didn't really have much in the way of Christian music to listen to. So we said, well, let's let's take a folk music approach to singing religious music, and we created something that got to be kind of exciting. And our our music wasn't really so much about about the worship experience as such, but it was more about. Uh, Christian experience, uh, witness, uh, fellowship, the, the social aspect. Our, our folk music, as you know, was just very, very social because everybody could sing along. The words were familiar. It was, uh, it was, uh, it had nice melodies, nice harmonies, very singable. So it just seemed to lend itself well. We really did mostly secular stuff and increasingly did kind of folk gospel stuff and eventually started writing our own music as well. See, that was one of the things that was was a bit odd about our beginning because uh, we were more acceptable doing secular programs on, say, a college campus, but our, our religious music wasn't as acceptable. And um, I was an undergraduate uh, theology major, and I remember a professor making a point about the fact that one of the things that helped spread the gospel so quickly was that Koine Greek was the was the language of the common man in those days, mm. and it suddenly struck me: what about making music the lang uh, the music of, of the yeah. common man? Yeah, and yeah. folk music uh, just seemed to speak to people in a way that uh, had such a commonality for everybody. Uh, it just yeah. began to kind of push our message more into every day of the week rather than just a, a worship okay. kind of music. Okay. Great. Well, uh, let's listen to a little more of the wonderful music of the Wedgwood. Of the 
Wedgwood is my special guest, and I'm sure that by now you're thoroughly enjoying their music. And uh, we were just talking uh, during the, the break a moment here about how did you guys get back together, and, and, and how did you get a master's degree violinist to join you with Dick here? And uh, so, anyone? I, I tell you what it was it was uh, Baby Boomer Nostalgia. Uh, the original group had last sung together in 69, and we had, uh, when Bob and Jerry finally quit in 73 or 74, 
uh, it was time to get on with our lives, our, our professions, our raising families. and. But then uh, baby, bo baby boomer nostalgia about late 80s, early 90s uh, brought about a number of invitations. Why don't you guys get back together again and, and do, a, do a reunion concert? And we resisted, we resisted, and finally we said yes. And so in April of 92 in Long Beach, we did one concert. And we thought that would be it. <laughs> and here we are eight years later, about one weekend a month. Um, okay, so far, but who knows what's going to happen after purely music. You may end up in Brazil someplace, you know. <laughs> Twenty years from now, we, uh, if time lasts, anticipate a, a nursing home tour. <laughs> um, now, Dick, how did you join? The, how did you get this guy's uh, uh, gravity to, to join the group? Jerry and I, in fact, we all lived in the same, same general area, and I knew Jerry. Um, and they were about to do a concert and wanted to add a fiddle player. So Jerry invited me to come along. That was, what, three years ago? Three years ago. And we haven't looked back since. Now, when you see a fiddle player, of course, you, you think, uh, you know, that fiddler music is, is perhaps a little different from classical violinist. You know, you have a master's degree in violin play, playing, so. He's a classical violinist as well, though. He plays in a symphony. What I was, that was what I was going to say, how did you adjust to that? You know, I'm a classical guitarist, and when you got to play uh, some types of different types of music, it's not a, an easy transition. Yes. yes. As a boy, I was raised around folks who were all fiddle players. Okay, now all of them. In I knew Colorado. there was a story somewhere. So the 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 sound and the style and the technique, although I d didn't know it, I I knew it in my head. Uh huh. And so many years ago, I just started working it out, and with these with the Wedgwood, it's just a natural fit. Well, works well. And and uh, our music, uh, even though it's folk music, I think, in some numbers in particular, there's a level of sophistication. So he's really playing more classical. Now, we have an excerpt of Dvorak's New World Symphony that we've worked into to, uh, softly and tenderly, and so he's playing classical style on that one. Well, you can so. you notice that, I'm sure. Uh, let's hear to Wedgwood one more time, and then when we come back, we're going to give you information on how you can get in touch with them if you'd like to bring them to your area, and uh, if, you have, if you'd like to have access to their music. So let's listen to Wedgwood. In the kingdom there is no blame in the kingdom no loss of name in the kingdom only God's love only God's love there is no in the kingdom, no loss or gain in the kingdom, we're all the same.
you like that what do we do if someone wants to get in touch with you I mean how do people get in touch with you uh, if they want to have access to your music they want to call you they want to write to you what, what do we tell the audience pick up any camera that has a red light on and just say something <laughs> well we have a, a P.O. box of course that's um, Wedgwood at P.O. box 531 uh, Bryn Mawr California and uh, that's zip 92318 um, email address, of course, uh, that works too. Wedgwood, the number three at aol.com. Okay, very good. And of course, you know that you can always uh, find us at uh, www.safetv.org. Scroll to the purely music section, and uh, there you will find the Wedgwood and uh, all the information about them. And or, I'm sure, yes. Or people can just come up to us on the street. <laughs> you know, we're friendly. You, know, so. you spend a lot of time on the street, don't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah right. Now, Don's our phone contact person, but he just likes for you to remember what time zone he's in so that uh, he, he's not answering calls at 2 in the morning. <laughs> you want to give him your phone number? Well, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, tell me about uh, the next song you're going to be doing. Uh, well, Cheryl. How did you wrote it? Is well, that... my, my wife Cheryl is uh, is my love, obviously, and we've been together uh, 32 years now. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, in 1992, uh, she developed breast cancer and um, went through the first line of treatment with chemotherapy and surgery. But later, had a metastasis and had to go into UCLA for a stem cell transplant. And she was there for 17 days in, in isolation, but they allow family to be, be there, and that helps make it easier. And while we were there, I took my guitar, and together we wrote this song called Cheryl's Lullaby. Mm. And it uh, has been a very comforting song, and, and one that helped us get through that experience. Uh, how, do, how do you, you know, as you, as you give your concerts, I'm sure that people are touched uh, with this particular song that you're talking about, but also many of the songs that you talk about really reveals our admiration to the one we worship. And so uh, do, you f do you find uh, people responding to that? Do you message a spiritual message? You know, you know, like last night, I had a fellow come up to me who said that he had gone through a difficult time in the church experience where he felt alienated. And, and that he began to listen to our music at that time. This was in the mid-70s, and it helped him stay connected to his Christian experience. And that happens all the time. People, and we're not unique artists in this regard, but the music, the music that celebrates the love of God 
uh, is what often keeps people connected to their religious experience. That's right. You know, many times that's, that's absolutely right that people may just shun everything off, you know, just uh, forget about everything else, but at least the music is, is kind of like the last link that they have with the, with the love of Christ. Thank you for joining us, and uh, see you next week for another edition of PLA Music again with Wedgwood. Be here. to